when the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said goodbye and set out for Macedonia. He travelled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people, and finally arrived in Greece, where he stayed three months. Because the Jews made a plot against him, just as he was about to sail for Syria, he decided to go back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by Sopater, son of Pyrrhus from Berea, Aristarchus and Zikundis from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy also, and Tychicus and Trophimus from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. But we sailed from Philippi after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and five days later joined the others at Troas, where we stayed seven days. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young, young man named Etichus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked and on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, lovely people. And it is so lovely to be with you once again. Let's pray. Father God, we give thanks for the word which we have just heard. And we give thanks for the ongoing story of the book of Acts. And we pray now that where we are, you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to hear the things that you want us to hear today. And open my lips as well, that I may speak your word. In the name of Jesus, your Son, we pray. Amen. I want to take you back many years ago, when I first dipped my toe into the world of preaching. And one of the very first sermons I ever did. I was in my home church of Merthyr Tidville and preaching at an early morning service in quite a traditional service as well. I got up and I preached a seven or eight minute sermon and during this sermon I saw one of the ladies on the front row looking quite emotional and I thought to myself you've struck gold here Kai keep going for it. So I looked her directly in the eye and I kept on preaching straight to her. I finished up the sermon. I sat down with a sense of smugness thinking that was a job well done. I'm doing all right at all of this. Sure enough the rest of the service continued. 
the vicar took over we had holy communion and do what we do in church which was to go to the door to say goodbye it was there that i learned that this lady wasn't emotional by what i was saying no her emotions were being stirred up by the fact she was having an angina attack and instead of noticing this was happening i went for it thinking i was doing such a grand job thankfully she was all okay afterwards everything was fine but i got a real big dose of humble pie and a lesson in humility as well as a lesson in watching out for things that are going on around us all that said i was pretty comforted today to know that it weren't just me even in the book of acts we see preachers seemingly getting it wrong even the great paul got it wrong here he was preaching in an upper room he was in this town for only a limited period of time so he decided he was going for it on the preaching front he preached a long sermon preached late into the evening the candles were lit the atmosphere was set but clearly not everyone was listening to all that he was saying there was this guy eucryptus who took himself to a window perhaps to get a bit of fresh air maybe even to help keep him awake now that didn't work because he actually fell asleep and in the midst of falling asleep we got one of the most bizarre incidents to happen in the scriptures he fell out of a third story window asleep while paul is still preaching and died there and then he wasn't pretending to be dead he didn't have a bit of a bizarre injury or a head injury or something that could take emergency care the scriptures make it clear he was dead after which there was let's just say a commotion where everybody ran downstairs including paul and without it would seem any kind of thought or process or anything else or even hesitation paul dived onto this guy's dead body prayed that he would be raised from the dead and sure enough he was raised from the dead now this guy eucryptus the meaning of his name was fortunate how ironic it was but that didn't stop the evening because sure enough after this incident they all went back upstairs and paul carried on preaching late into the night it was a bizarre story it was a funny story but it is also an incredible story of the lord raising somebody from the dead but you know what is also incredible about the story and that is how nonchalant everybody seems to be about it all people pretty much just just took it that this guy would be raised from the dead and they went on about the evening it's more like a story of a toddler falling over while playing in the park and just getting on the things than anything else all the drama if you will has been taken out of it and we can well wonder why that is after all let's not forget that somebody was raised from the dead an actual man was dead 
and then he was alive again because of what God was doing. How on earth were they so nonchalant about it all? If this happened to me, there would be a book written on it all, not just a few lines as part of a book. In fact, I'd probably do a series of books on it and I would dine out on it for the rest of my life. But this wasn't like that. And in fact, it almost seems that this incident was commonplace. And really, when we read through the book of Acts, we can see that these kind of things indeed were commonplace. Because this isn't the only story of somebody being raised from the dead. And in fact, this isn't the only story of a dramatic, amazing miracle that happened. One of the most brilliant things of the Acts of the Apostles is these things happen all the time. Miracles happen all the time. People are healed all the time. People are raised from the dead all the time. Incredible stuff in the name of the Lord happens all the time. And in all of that, there seems to be this challenge to us, if we are indeed learning from the book of Acts, to seek and desire for these things to happen in the church all the time right now. But you know something else? This isn't just a story of somebody being raised from the dead. Because when we read around the story, we see a lot more things going on that are commonplace in the church. And things that we do today, which perhaps even we take for granted. Let's look at the day in which they were meeting in that third floor room on that day before he went out of the window. We're told it was the first day of the week, a Sunday. This is the first time that it is mentioned in the scriptures that church happened on a Sunday, remembering the day that the Lord himself was raised from the dead, something the churches throughout the world have done for two millennia. What else did they do on that first day? They broke bread. They celebrated in Holy Communion. Something else which we do very often now. Something which was clearly commonplace in that early church as well. Look what happened before they got to this town. Paul and his companions stopped to celebrate the Passover. They celebrated the major feasts. Something that we do as well. Perhaps we don't do Passover as readily, but we do Easter, we do Christmas, we do other things. And in this sense, this reading almost feels a bit messed up. Because in one way, we're looking at all the signs and wonders and the miraculous and the amazing and the phenomenal and all the really exciting stuff. And then we see all this other stuff that is basically quite traditional. Celebrating high days and holidays and major feasts, breaking bread, celebrating Holy Communion, meeting for church on a Sunday, preaching the word and hey, even having a long sermon as well to go with it, showing hospitality and love to each other and so many other things that there are. Basically, what we see is a fusion together of the traditional church, which we know now, and this signs and wonders kind of church as well, which perhaps 
we're not as familiar. Both are as common as each other. And this is where the church that we have today perhaps sometimes gets it wrong. Because we tend to see ourselves as one way or another. We are either traditionalists who like to do communion, like to celebrate the high days and holidays, like to hear a sermon preached and all of that kind of thing, or we're out there into the signs and the wonders and everything else. And sometimes it's even seen that never the twain shall meet. When I was a teenager, there were two big bands in the UK vying for attention and both vying to be number one in the same week. You may remember them. Kids, you might learn something. Blue and Oasis, two bands who seemingly hated each other. And if you were a teenager at that time, you were either Team Blue or you were Team Oasis. Surely you couldn't be both. And sometimes in the church, we can be a bit like that as well. We can either be traditionalists or into all the other stuff. But actually, the both come together. Later on, people like me and my friends like me learnt that, you know what, you can like Blue and Oasis. But in the same way, you can enjoy the richness of our heritage. You can enjoy the richness of preaching and hearing the word. You can enjoy the celebration of Holy Communion. You can enjoy going to church on a Sunday. You can enjoy showing hospitality to each other. And you can enjoy seeing the signs and the wonders happen. Both can happen at the same time. Did you know that more Roman Catholics speak in tongues than Pentecostals? Did you know that miracles happen in high churches without worship groups? Did you know that actually the Lord is far bigger than our human traditions and the things that we put in place? Basically, it's all good. And following the Lord is all good. And the Lord speaks to us in our own ways. And we should never seek to follow what divides us. But look at what unites us. And what unites us is the preaching. What unites us is the miracles. What unites us is the word of God. And yes, what unites us is the breaking of bread. That word communion means our common union. And what do we have in common? What is our common union? Our common union is the Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrifice which he made for us. Our common union is our belief in Jesus. And this is what makes the church such a powerful, amazing, phenomenal organisation. Because it doesn't matter if we're rich, if we're poor, if we have a high power job or we're unemployed. It doesn't matter what race we are. It doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter who we are. We are united as one in the name of the Lord. And that is demonstrated in our common union through the breaking of bread. And yes, it is demonstrated by hearing the word. And yes, it is demonstrated by seeing the signs and the wonders happen as well. We want to see it all. And you know, later on, in our service today, we're going to have opportunity to break bread together. We're going to celebrate in Holy Communion 
just as those guys did. And what's more, we're going to pray as well that miracles will happen. We're going to pray that the amazing things will happen as happened in this reading too. We're going to pray for it all because our God is so much bigger than anything that we can place on him. Our God is so much bigger than our human limitations. Our God is so much bigger than anything. And our prayer is that these things that we see in the book of Acts, these things that we see in this reading today, from the breaking of bread to the rising of the dead, would indeed be commonplace. Our prayer is that as we grow as a church, that we will grow to be a church of the book of Acts. May the Lord's power come upon us and may the Lord's kingdom be built. And just before we continue with our service and just before we continue and go on, indeed break bread a little later, I want to pray now for miracles. I want to pray now that the supernatural would happen. And I wonder where you are, if there's anything that's going on in your life that you need the Lord's touch on, that you need the Lord's intervention on. Just right now, you would lift it to the Lord. Whether it's a situation for yourself or a family member or a friend or even somebody you don't know, just call it to mind and lift it to the Lord. If you have a physical ailment, perhaps, just place your hand on that place. If you're feeling stress of any kind, open yourselves up and lift yourself to the Lord. If you've got all of these things going on, do it all as well. Come now and let us lift ourselves before the Lord. Father God, we give thanks for your word. And we give thanks that in that church, there was a miracle. There was a rising from the dead. And Lord, we pray now for miracles. We pray over the situations that we face this day. We pray over the things that are affecting us right now. We pray over the places where we are hurting, where we need intervention from you, where we need healing from you, where we need peace from you. Lord, we lift them to you now. And in the name of Jesus, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray that your healing grace would fall upon us. We pray that your healing would come now. We pray that where we are, the room would be filled with your Holy Spirit, and we would feel a sense of your fire burning upon us, that we would feel your love come upon us. We pray now that the healing that we need in body, mind or spirit would come. We pray now that your healing grace would fall. Lord, we lift ourselves to you now and we continue to lift ourselves to you. And we pray that stories of healing, stories of miracles, stories of your goodness and your kingdom coming would be commonplace in our church and in our world. We pray that even from today, we would have stories to tell, commonplace stories to tell of you doing good. And Lord, we pray that 
as we seek these things, we would do all things. We will be united to you by the breaking of bread, by the hearing of your word, by the coming together to worship, by all the amazing things that you do for us. Lord, we pray that we will be united as one. Come, fill us with your Holy Spirit this day, we pray. For in the name of Jesus, your Son, we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.